I live in the American Gardens building on West 81st Street, on the 11th floor. My name is Patrick Bateman. I'm 27 years old. I believe in taking care of myself, in a balanced diet and a rigorous exercise routine. In the morning, if my face is a little puffy, I'll put on an ice pack while doing my stomach crunches. I can do a thousand now. I use a deep pore cleanser lotion. In the shower, I use a water-activated gel cleanser. Then a honey almond body scrub. And on the face, an exfoliating gel scrub. Then I apply an herb mint facial mask which I leave on for 10 minutes while I prepare the rest of my routine. I always use an aftershave lotion with little or no alcohol because alcohol dries your face out and makes you look older. Then moisturizer, then an anti-aging eye balm followed by a final moisturizing protective lotion. There is an idea of a Patrick Bateman, some kind of abstraction. But there is no real me, only an entity, something illusory. And though I can hide my cold gaze, and you can shake my hand and feel flesh gripping yours, and maybe you can even sense our lifestyles are probably comparable, I simply am not there. Welcome to Trilogy in Theory. My name is Webb, and this is my co-host, Mike. And we continue our trilogy this month with the 2000, I guess I'm going to call it a psychological thriller, American Psycho, a film that I absolutely adored, I think for all the wrong reasons when I first watched it. I thought it was fascinating. I loved films at the time that didn't really wrap up nicely. And since then, the film has kind of faded into the background because I've just explored genres, other time periods. Um, I've enjoyed pulp quite a bit. Uh, I'm into De Palma. I'm into uh, Italian giallo horror films. It's like I'm all over the place now and American Psycho seems just like a distant memory. So I was really dreading this viewing but <laughs> but <laughs> always good. <laughs> but no, 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 but this time around the film was flying by because I was really enjoying it as a satire, laughing along with the humor and the 
for the lack of a better mm. word, silliness and odd obsession with with perfection of surface level things mm. that are in Patrick Bateman's life. Uh, uh, the serial killer stuff I was not liking as much, but I think that that's my journey with the film. And I and also I'd like to say that I've never read the book, but it's got a fascinating history along with the production of this film, pre-production specifically. What about you? Where are you on American Psycho? Well, I don't know what it says about me as a teenager. I watched this one theatrically, and so I've been like 17, I guess, when it came out and bought it on DVD, which I don't think that's an outlier for a young man to have American Psycho on DVD. Uh, the difference may be that I always found this hilarious. It was one of my favorite comedies then. It's one of my favorite comedies now. And the director, Mary Heron, is that how you say her last name? I don't, I've, I don't know much about her because unfortunately, as I mentioned, she is a, um, a female filmmaker. So, uh, unless she produces one of the Jurassic worlds, uh, she's not out there making a lot of content, unfortunately. Her take, because um, you, you mentioned so the the pre production where the film was like taken from her. So if you have if you have access to the special features, there's a really cool sort of like, <laughs> yeah, they basically took the project out of her hands and her choice to play the lead, Patrick Bateman of Christian Bale. She saw it had to be Christian Bale. Which what did I know of Christian Bale at the time? He was in Newsies. <laughs> no, <he's laughs> right. like, I, he was not Batman yet. He was he wasn't the machinist. He wasn't like this like oh he's a serious actor to me, but she knew it. And so it was Oliver Stone and Leonardo DiCaprio were going to be the um, the bigger budget pairing if they could get them. And it was especially Leo right after Titanic, like picking his project. And I believe he chose the beach over this. So he went <laughs> yeah. darker, but not this dark. Sidebar, which is funny because that film destroyed the relationship of Danny Boyle and Ewan McGregor because they were a partnership quite a while. But as soon as Danny Boyle saw that Leo money, he was like, yeah, we're going to yeah. go with that. Yeah, DiCaprio in the late 90s was just a homewrecker amongst <laughs> filmmakers and their their chosen male leads. Um, I think he probably made the wise choice for the time. Like, unless he just completely wanted to destroy that Titanic persona the beach was him uh, dipping his toe in the water as far as he's playing a jerk, but not a sociopath. Uh, a sociopath, which we're, I guess we'll get into later as far as who's either like <laughs> living in a world where you can get away with this uh, or just living in his own head and never actually achieving any of this, just fantasizing about it. So I don't know which is a darker choice on on that as far as how, how to read the, the ending. I find uh, one hilarious if he if he's able to, to get away with these crimes and New York real estate is so valuable that someone will come in and be like, remove the dead bodies. We've got to move this apartment. <laughs> that to me is twisted if you're going to go that broad. But her point was why she won a bail and how it was different from other actors that would come and read for the role. I don't think she was talking about DiCaprio because he was not associated with her version of the project. Uh, is that Bale's the only one that knew that Patrick Bateman was a fucking dork. He's the only one that he was that knew this character was someone to be to point at and to laugh at, and everyone else wanted, wanted him to get into. I imagine like sort of a, like Jared Leto, sort of Johnny Depp thing, like you know this sort of wounded dark psyche, and you know. And no, you can't do that. Bale is hilarious. Bale, I mean, he looks fantastic. You know, he is in peak physical condition, and yet. He looks like a giant nerd when he's showing us his body. Like for some reason, the disconnect between how he looks and his actions makes it where like he is never the cool guy. Uh, it could be his musical taste that he drones on and on about. I, 
when I watch it this time, Webb, I'm like, Jesus Christ, is that how I sound on a podcast when we're talking about <laughs> Pacific Heights? Do I, do I sound like I'm just blathering on about this bullshit pop culture that no one really cares about or gives two seconds thought? Um, so my opinion of the film, no, unlike you, I'm glad to hear that you had a good time with it this time around. It has never changed because I, I found it hilarious. Um, the image of him chasing a woman with a chainsaw and he's completely nude except he put on sneakers <laughs> to chase her down. <laughs> he took the time to lace up. Uh, yeah, there's, there's so much here and I, not to make myself sound like a freak, but I've already watched this one every couple of years. Like wow. I, I find it, I find it very breezy, very quotable and it's got such a great cast. All of the, the uh, white guys who would go on to be like character actors of the 2000s, 2010s, they're all like perfect in their douchebaggery. Um, and the fact that there is still a pecking order where Christian Bale is like the low man on the totem pole with <laughs> yes. all these idiots. I just, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. I think it's one of the best, uh, I guess it's eat the rich, but it's the rich eating themselves. That's, that's how I look at it. So I, I've always had a ball with this one. And also it's kind of a mockery of the eighties and that, that also to me is a big check, uh, plus in my book. There is really no character, and that's what the uh, director and our actor got right. That's right. Like, no, I don't want to have a tortured backstory for this character because there is no character. He's just a vessel. You're just showing the lifestyle that this person represents or believes that, like, no, I have to live this way. And I think there's a test for the people who, like, like this film in the wrong way, like Old Web. Like, if you're not laughing when Patrick Bateman is so jealous of Paul Allen's business card and the font is just right and the kind of white is just right, yeah, I think you're looking at the film in the wrong way. And I don't even want to think about a version where uh, Leo and Oliver Stone are putting this thing together. And a lot of interesting names were thrown around, like Cronenberg, De Palma, Stuart Gordon, uh, when you look at the pre-production, and I'm glad it ultimately went to where it is. And the legend is that Leo turned it down because Gloria Steinem told him that, no, you can't do this film because it's an atrocity, because there's a huge feminist movement uh, against the novel uh before it even came out i guess passages had gone around on what the film was about and so the book was seen as like a how-to manual to uh, dismembering women and it was uh and, and ellis the author was really bummed out about it because he thought he was writing a feminist novel i'm not sure i can't comment on that because i've never read the novel but based on the film i don't know if i really agree with that either way it's funny to me also that Gloria Steinem is Christian Bale's stepmom. It's all kind of a funny little... Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's just a... Uh, not snake eating itself, but just a small world type thing. So she stopped Leo from doing it, but her stepson? Yeah. I know the guy. It's good enough for him. He Maybe he needs this role. Or maybe it was sabotage. Maybe she was trying to help out Bale, and she just <laughs> stepped in. It's like, <laughs> I oppose this, and then, you know, got one of her family members to gig. Um, I also am not that familiar, uh, with, um, Brett Easton Ellis's, uh, work. Uh, I've seen this and the film adaptation for rules of attraction, which I also really dig not as much as American psycho. Cause I, it, you know, at times it sort of revels in, in some of the, uh, I guess duplicity would be the nice way of saying those characters, but they're also college age. And so I, I give it more of a pass because I expect, 
um, some really awful things from from teenagers to to be done to one another. But I imagine that I, I would think that the humor has been amped up a little bit more. Um, I, I actually think there is sort of, a, unfortunately, probably like a timeless quality to it. Like it is very 80s specific, but, you know, with Instagram and social media and like influencers, I'm like, oh, God, have we gone back to this? Like his shower sequence where he talks about his uh, skincare regimen. Um, could just be scrolling through someone's Instagram account, just all of their promoted posts of the things that they do. What makes it funny is that this is a promotion only in his own head and his own mind. And he's really not distancing himself from anyone else like the, And it shows in his musical taste. I mean, he, <laughs> he talks about Huey Lewis in the news and like every time he's talking about one of these artists, he always, uh, feels they they did not have their breakthrough until they were certified by Top 40 Radio. Right. <laughs> it's always something he couldn't get into. It was a little too new way for me. But this, <laughs> like, hip to be squared. Now, this is a work of art. And, you know, I mean, there's something to be said about that as far as the, you know, the Kim Kardashians of the world. I know there's, currently as we're recording this, she's embroiled in various controversies with, you know, her, I guess, impending divorce. I don't know. But also, uh, I just... I happen to see like the comments about the comments about the comments, like, cause I don't follow Kim Kardashian's news, but then I see people I follow talking about what someone said about her and talk about snake, the snake eating itself. I'm like, why, why <laughs> do you honestly give a shit with what she believes about women in the workforce? Like who like scroll past, just keep going. And Part of why I like American Psycho is that no one gives Patrick Bateman really the time of day. Like they, <laughs> they know he's full of shit. They barely listen to him to the, the point where they does, don't even know who he is at some point. Yeah, they, they confuse him constantly <laughs> with someone else. Um, I guess his uh, secretary here, his assistant uh, Jean, played by uh, Chloe Savini, is probably the only one. And it's funny that's probably the only blemish on the film for me is that. Like, I guess I'm fine with the shenanigans here as long as all these people are freaks and monsters uh, and they're just like husks of consumption. Like they, you know, they're not even functions of society because they don't contribute anything. Uh, even his job. Uh, is it her character? or I think it's the Reese Witherspoon's character, the woman that he's dating. It's like uh, he says something about work he can't do it because of work and she's like you don't even need that job like your dot your dad like runs that company and <laughs> he says with this great desperation like i have the job because i want to fit in like, <laughs> like i just yeah. want i want to have a place to go and to wear clothes in like a social club but when we get to the gene character i i guess the the, the playtime is over a little bit what, what did you think about that because that's the only sequence where he actually shows restraint uh, where he, he tells her that she should probably leave or otherwise he might hurt her. Uh, and she's also the only one that the film sort of shows having a genuine reaction to him. Everyone else ignores him. They don't really care what he has to say. But at the end of the film, she's looking through his like planner and seeing his little doodles and, of course, you know, having a sort of visceral reaction to uh, all this like really hostile imagery, especially towards women. That's That might be the only time where the film was like, okay, there is w at least one real person in the, the events of this thing. Her character creates a two-pronged effect for me. On one hand, you're right. It does kind of break the overall theme that we're going for. And, and I can see it as a blemish. The way the film was made is that 
the ending, ultimately for me, it doesn't matter. I think it's funny either way. I think it's interesting either way. But the fact that it never commits to one of those possibilities is completely fine with that. And so you have scenes where uh, the actors were told to act a certain way, and it's interspliced. We we discussed this on a previous episode, where uh, the reactions that like Willem Dafoe is giving are from different takes of how he played the character and how he was asked to play the character. And so, yes, the secretary character I think is part of that. It could break it up and cause a viewer to be more frustrated who is trying to put together this puzzle, which I. That's again. That's not the point. The other effect I think that I, I I'm actually glad that she was there is because you get that one perspective of the individual who seems normal and sees this kind of lifestyle as something to strive towards. Mm, yeah. And so I like that we get that little glimpse. Like, oh my gosh, if I can maybe be romantically involved in this person, then we don't really know her. Uh, backstory. We don't know if if she truly has feelings for this individual or just this idea, the idea of Patrick Bateman and of this uh, lifestyle that she's trying to penetrate. And I like that. I, I think that that is a very common and completely understandable point of view for someone who is told that, hey, you have to uh, look a certain way, you have to have a certain job. Uh, so many of those uh, interviews with the pro-Trump individuals prior to uh, uh, Donald Trump's election, they were like, I didn't really know who Donald Trump was exactly or what he believed, but I just knew that name meant something. And these are people in the country who just like, yeah, we just know that he means rich. The name is up there in gold letters, and the idea is uh, spread through these individuals who don't – I don't want to blame them. I don't want to insult them, but (laughs) – morons (laughs) right the kids who don't read good that did not go to zoolander school (laughs) the school for ants (laughs) right exactly that's exactly the uh, you know the image i have reach across the aisle and i just like nope (laughs) (laughs) but that's the thing it's like it made me really feel like her character that secretary made me feel like this film is much more relevant now than even so when it came out. And I know it's set in the 80s. I don't want to call it a period piece, but boy, I think the themes and the ideas that are explored are going to be relevant forever. They were, I think they were, they became established in the 80s, but man, like I can see this film uh, being just as unfortunately relevant. Just the way like do the right thing will always be relevant. I feel like American Psycho is going to be just as relevant in 10, 20, 30 years. Do you have a genuine distrust of people with these particular aspirational qualities? I, I can only speak to us doing in the, the sort of podcast world, like movie podcast world, which there's you know, thousands of them. Um, but when I, I see like a new social media platform or I see, you know, what is – purely just an audio format. What we're creating is something for people to listen to on our commute or while they're at work or, you know, hopefully I think you and I, you know, when we, we attempt to program something like Pacific Heights, we're going for the shower thing and we're trying to to titillate a little more. And we apologize for the previous episode that we couldn't quite get you there. (laughs) It was a very frustrating shower experience. 
But when I, I see the, the people, I guess just making an effort, <laughs> there's like a distaste in my mouth where I'm like, I'd rather you not fucking try. Like this is, is demeaning <laughs> you, it's demeaning me, like stick to your lane a little bit. And what I mean is like, I don't quite understand, like you're saying like, I think Chloe Savini plays it where she, she is likable. Like I, I'm, you know, we don't know enough about her to know what her ultimate aims are. Um, all we have is, you know, she and Patrick are going to go dinner and he says, you know, pick any place. I can get you in anywhere. He wants to play that card. And she legitimately doesn't know other than what she's overheard as far as what's good. So she's not asking for anything specific. She's just like, basically just show me, show me that world. Like the, all these things I've heard about. So I'm like Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Like I know people in real life and I'll look at their account because I, I follow them back just as a friend. <laughs> that drift away from their own unique point of view to mimicking the things that they've seen work by other people who presumably like Bateman have just been planted there from birth. It's not that they, they they earned that esteem or that they just have always been around it. They've always been travelers. They've always been able to have pretty pictures because they don't, <laughs> they don't have commitments to getting up, going to your job. And it depresses me a little bit. It does. It makes me sad to see people sort of remove themselves out of what they're putting out to the world and try to commit to, to a lifestyle that they want to have. So they just try to fake it online. Like I, this, this version of it, I guess I prefer because <laughs> if you don't want to deal with Patrick Bateman, he's easy to avoid. Um, well, I guess don't be a sex worker <laughs> for one. And the other one is don't be incredibly rich. Um, you and I, despite what people may believe on previous recordings with your illusions to being an adult film actor, neither one of us have ever been a sex worker. <laughs> We're not incredibly wealthy. So it's easy for us to just avoid his bullshit. What I'm saying is I don't, I don't want someone like Chloe Savini. Like, I don't want to be like, what a nice lady. Like I went to high school with her and <laughs> load up her Instagram feed. I'm like, why is she talking about fucking skin enrichment every fucking day? Like, what is this bullshit? It's a, it's a uh, plague. It's like some sort of uh, virus that's uh, infected our society where everyone, everyone gets to now play act as a, a celebrity in their own little world because they have, they have a Twitter account. They have Instagram, just like Kim Kardashian and, I don't care for it. Put me back in the eighties when things were just as bad, but more avoidable. Like I, <laughs> like there's so many Seinfeld episodes where as long as you're not home to answer the phone or you don't run into somebody, you don't have to deal with them. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And you can have that Rolodex of excuses to avoid people <laughs> yes. and they can't fact check you on it by going to your, your social media. Posts. I'm trying to, yeah. So many times where I'm like, just, you know what? It's better for your own little white lies, you want to say, because you just don't want to get out of the house. You just want to watch American Psycho for the 500th time. <laughs> don't document what you're doing because people can then say, hey, haven't you seen that movie 500 times? I can go back to every day you posted about it. It's best to leave no trail of anything except on a podcast that no one will listen to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, on that note. I decided recently that I was like, I'm not going to log my movies on Letterboxd for, in the diary anymore. It's like nobody needs to know how many times I'm watching certain films. <laughs> I'm just going to put up a blurb of what I thought about it. And if I watch it again, that's up to me and, and my iPad. And that's it. See, I, I get where you're coming from because that's, that's following the big rant I just gave. <laughs> but I feel like 
I don't know. I have a feeling that Letterbox is really never going to cross over to the mainstream anyway. So it's, just, <laughs> it's just us freaks. You know what? I mean, they could they could suddenly pivot. Maybe they get a lot of VC money and suddenly they have grand illusions that they're going to change to something else. But right now it's like, it's just film dorks. I don't know. We're among, I would say we're among friends, but you and I also hate I a lot of those so. people too. <laughs> I feel like I actively uh, take part in making fun of them on your other podcasts. <laughs> Patrick Bateman and his cronies. We're just little bitches yeah. <laughs> in the film podcast world. We're the same. Every now and then I'll see uh, – well, I think they actually do it weekly on the Letterbox Twitter account. They're like, show us what the what last four films you watch. And, you know, if it were up to me, it'd be like, oh, I watched 12 Angry Men four times the other day. You know, it's like, like you don't need to know. I will, however, go back to I, – I, as much as I want to continue to bullshit, one thing that you mentioned is that seeing these people make an effort with their skincare regimens, with their brand name items and clothing and all that. And, and like how many times have you gone to like a Walmart and seen like the most <laughs> busted person with like – a Louis Vuitton bag, you know, stuff like that, where, like, I, on one hand, I get it. Like, I'm at the point in my life where I make enough money to support a family and kind of enjoy the things that I want. And if I want to go into a mall and purchase, like, a Polo Ralph Lauren uh, shirt, like, I can do that. And I do enjoy brand names. Obviously, Apple. Apple, 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 all over my house. Um, we both record with these... Really expensive AirPods, the Max version. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> just just to hear our voices in <laughs> pristine quality over a Zoom call, which wrecks the, the audio anyway. <laughs> but yes, we are wearing them, and it does make us happy. As I watched a DVD rip of Pacific Heights that was completely <laughs> blurry, but I was like, what if the AirPod Max is going to make it sound amazing? <laughs> <laughs> that epic Hans Zimmer score that added no tension to the film. But, like, I don't want to berate these individuals who, who, even though, like, I have that reaction. And I, I'm guilty of it as well. And, and I think you are as well on some level. And I think everybody is. It's just that we, I feel like, I don't want to give us a pass because we want to enjoy the brand name things. It's that, I think it's where you get to that upper level where you start getting into certain brands and certain skincare regimen, certain lifestyles where it's like, this is just not made for the average individual. Like the wealth gap is so much. Like you can't walk into um, like a Bloomingdale. Like a, a, a Bloomingdale's is a fascinating experience. If you, if you if you have one near you, you go in and you've got like the Louis Vuitton store within the Bloomingdale's. We've got the Burberry section within the Bloomingdale's where it's like you're spending like $200 on slippers. Like nobody can afford that and the only reason you would is to say that you can and right yeah and so that's why i don't feel bad for our secretary character because it's like i understand like the things that we're fed unfortunately uh, like people are going to be lured into it it is seductive it is a very seductive lifestyle yeah i i'm, I'm trying not to put out there like well <laughs> I know better than most. I would not be a fool with my money. Uh, as you mentioned, I, I have a lot of Apple products and they, and there is like a, a thrill when I, I buy a new one that I bought a new Apple watch. Did I really need it? No, the other one was working fine, but 
there is a sense of joy. So yes, what, whatever brings you joy in the world, if you have the means, it's none of my concern. It's, it's not, it's not my business. Now that's obviously like the film we're talking about. There's uh, at least uh, allusions to violence, it, whether or not the violence actually happens or it's just a desire for violence. There is a, a sense of danger about this, this world that we get to drop in on. But <laughs> I guess I don't make part of my like podcast post, the rare social media posts you get from me where I'm like, Hey, there's a new episode of tit. Uh, I'm not uh, putting out there like this could, could only be produced with my MacBook Pro and also <laughs> this uh, AirPods Max thing on my head. Like, you know, I'm not listing off all of these things. I'm not flexing as far as like all of the things that I was able to buy to make it possible to separate myself from the others. For us, it's what separates the uh, the trilogy and theory experience is Mike and Webb. Exactly. Can't be bought yet. Yeah, <laughs> no one's made an offer, but right now that that's the secret sauce in this, and there's nothing else. We we could do this with generic uh, earbuds, and we have, and it's it's been fine. We've not had the the best technical prowess, but uh, uh, yes, uh, that is also if someone has if someone does have the means and wants to purchase the rights to a podcast, by God, um, if you want a minute by minute uh, in game <laughs> show, <laughs> we're available. Pacific Heights references will still be in there somehow, but yeah, we're available. And rest assured, I think we will never look down on anybody listening to this. Be like, wait a minute, you you're going to try and enjoy our our melodic voices through Anchor products? Whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> we do have a listener that. Uh, um, uses, uh, like, um, uh, she has, uh, like a Google pixel and like a surface tablet. And, uh, I, I, you know, she's shout out to, to her that she, she's listened. So she really liked the, uh, the wrap up of the, uh, the, the traveling to a second love. I get my jabs in when I can, but as long as the compliments come my way, suddenly I don't give a shit. (laughs) 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 That's not my concern, Tim Cook. So yes, no, there's uh, however you choose to listen to it. I don't know. Just don't be an asshole, I guess. Don't be a jerk. That's basically it. Unless you're played by Christian Bale and you look fantastic, then it's funny, but (laughs) only for a couple hours. And I think that's a big takeaway from American Psycho. Be nice. (laughs) (laughs) We distilled that down. (laughs) Yeah, that's why we have a successful movie podcast. (laughs) 